Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. We're so excited you're tuning into one of our amazing messages. What you're about to hear is going to be fresh, it's going to be real, and it's going to be powerful. It's going to help you to grow stronger in your walk with God. It's going to put faith on the inside of you. It's going to cause you to be able to walk in greater dimensions of blessing and enlargement so that you can be a blessing to other people. Well, lean in, enjoy the word. God bless you. And tonight we are going to hear from um, two of our youth leaders. You saw their beautiful brides up here earlier doing announcements. We have beautiful Jesslyn doing the, the tithe. And I'm just so thankful that we are investing in discipling and teaching and raising up from in kids church to from 18 months and younger all the way up through high school. I'm thankful that we get to raise our boys in this house. So tonight we are going to hear from two of our leaders um, and they're going to go up back to back. So I'm going to introduce both of them now, and then they're going to come up after each other. So first we have the amazing Josh O'Neill coming up. So Josh and his beautiful wife, Carissa, they have been looking after our junior high since we've started East Campus for four years from the high school. They used to meet in the amphitheater. They would bring snacks and blankets for everyone, always excellent you know spirit and loving on the kids amazing and um just so thankful for you and what you're doing and you you know we have like 32 junior hires now in jesus name it's amazing so well done o'neills and then um after josh we're gonna have david wyatt coming up So he and his beautiful bride, Katrina, they are our good friends. They were connect group leaders. And then, you know, we'd been waiting for the right people to come alongside to to jump into high school. And you could see David over here jumping up and down during worship. And I just turned to Michael one day and went, what about David? Look at it. He's already blends in with them. And we're like, yes, they're the perfect people. So we're going to have David up. And more than anything, you guys are great leaders. You're great husbands. You're great fathers. And you guys are the perfect people to, to bring the, you know, speaking, to speak into our junior hires and high schoolers. And the fruit is, is there. You see them every week with, you know, a full altar and just so thankful for all you're doing and so excited for Awaken Church, East Campus Youth. It's going to be epic. So let's give a warm welcome for Josh O'Neill as he comes. Hey everyone, yeah, you can sit down. Yeah, totally. Yeah, go for it. What's up? What's up, Awaken Youth? Yeah, I was a little weak, but we'll work on it. Okay. Um, first, I want to I want to say thank you to Pastors Jurgen and Leanne. I know they're not here, but uh, man, I, Carissa and I so appreciate um, what they have done here, um, the atmosphere that they have cultivated throughout all of our campuses. Um, just an amazing, amazing place. And then also Pastor Michael and Lisa. Man, you guys are so awesome. Thank you for what you do here. Thank you for carrying out the vision here at um, at East Campus. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I was going to go right into the message, and I don't have a lot of time, but um, this happened right before the message, and I thought it was funny. So um, I, we were, uh, I was in the green room with, um, it's a green room, right? It's one of the rooms, uh, with, with Grayson, my son, and Juliet, my daughter, and we were back there, and a Coral, 
got us some Chick-fil-A, thank you so much. Um, and so we were back there, and Grayson and Juliet were, you know, snacking on their chicken nuggets and french fries, and Grayson goes, Daddy, is this what happens when you preach? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. And Juliet goes, you should preach more often. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> um, so, the kids approve. All right. Um, so, I wanted to do something today um, because since we do have all of our youth in here, yes, junior high, high school, we have everybody in here. Um, I wanted to do something because our new, our new series is called Culture Clash. Right there. Yeah, Culture Clash. So I wanted to do something to kind of show the Culture Clash. And so I, um, so I, wrote, I wrote a couple things down. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. If, uh, if you can relate with these questions, just raise your hand, okay? So um, probably none of the people in this section behind the first row are gonna raise their hands, but all right. So how many of you remember when the internet was a brand new thing? Yeah, and having it in your house was like, oh my gosh, right? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I'm not talking about internet on your phones. I'm talking about like you plugged it into your computer, right? There was no like laptop Wi-Fi thing. Yeah, you couldn't go to Starbucks and hook up to their Wi-Fi. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, there was none of that. Okay, another question. How many of you remember when most people didn't have cell phones? Yeah, okay. Yeah, look around, look around. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, okay. I remember when my, when my, when my dad first got a cell phone. I, I can't remember how old I was. I think I was like seven or eight or something like that. And it was this big black phone with that flipped over. There was no screen on it. Yeah, just numbers. Couldn't store phone numbers in there. Anything like that. Yeah. Okay. This is a good one. Okay. How many of you remember this? When Netflix didn't have streaming. Yeah. Their, their entire platform was you subscribed and then you had to order the movies that you wanted to watch and they sent you DVDs. Yeah? yeah? How many of you didn't, didn't know that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what Netflix was. Okay, I got one last one. One last one. Um, how many of you remember when GPSs didn't exist? Not just like on your phone, but like the Garmin, you know, the big hard ones, you know. Uh, how many of you remember like your dad pulling out like this big paper map? You know, yeah, yeah. How many of you have never seen a paper map? There's a few of you, okay, yeah. <laughs> I remember like when I was in college, GPSs were brand new and I didn't have one yet. It was, and my parents were like, they bought one for me because I was a delivery driver for Pizza Hut in Indiana. And, um, and so I was, I was, but before I had my GPS, I had to go to the back room and look at this big map that they had of Indiana. And I had to look for the, the address on there and the street. And then I had to memorize where that was so that I could go there. Yeah. So I bring these things up not to like make anybody in here feel old. 
okay? Uh, <laughs> yes, that's your consolation. Um, and, I, and, I don't, and I don't bring that up either to make the people in this center section make them feel like you're all old, okay? <laughs> I'm, not doing, I'm not doing it for that reason. Um, I just wanted to point out the obvious. They're, this culture clash is, is real. And, and it didn't take very long. You know, we, we, when you're a kid or a teenager or a youth or whatever you want to call yourself, you, you tend to like look at your parents and think, man, they're so old, so out of touch. At least I did when I was, when I was younger. But, you know, 20 years ago, I was 15. That sounds like a long time, but man, that went by so fast. That was crazy how fast that went. And in 20 years, the internet, Netflix is streaming. All these different things, and, 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 and you, you want to go back 30 years, 40 years, and, and it just gets crazier. And our world has changed. And it has changed at a rapid rate. Our youth know that. But all of you here and back there and over here, you lived it. Right? You experienced it. But this group right here is living through changes now that in the future, your kids are going to be like, you're so old. You didn't have what? How did you survive? You know? So, Youth, give grace to your parents. Things were a little bit more simple when we were growing up. And now it, it's const, it constantly feels like we're playing catch up with what's new and exciting. I feel so old saying that. <laughs> and parents, give your grace, give grace to your youth, to your children. We didn't grow up with the pressures of social media, YouTube bombardment, cell phones in our pockets, the distractions of always having everything available to us at our fingertips. We didn't grow up with that. That is a crazy pressure that I don't understand from a 15-year-old. Okay, so for a couple of minutes, I'm gonna talk just to the adults and the parents. Don't worry, I haven't forgotten about you. I won't forget about you, I love you. But I'm gonna to talk to them for a second, okay? And then I'll come back to you guys. So, I wanted to, I, I have two points, just two points for the adults, right? First one is, don't sacrifice truth for relevance, okay? Don't, try, don't sacrifice truth for relevance. It's a difficult balance, right? It really is because I want to be fun for my kids. I do. I want them to enjoy me. I want them to think I'm cool. I want them, I want them to like me, right? 
and I want them to enjoy my presence. But at the same time, I want my kids to learn hard truths, which requires me talking about it. And that's where the rub is, right? Talking about it, talking about the hard issues. Sometimes it's just easier to not say anything. But when we don't say anything, we, you know, we cause confusion. When we don't say anything, that also breeds like, oh, does, is my dad okay with that? My mom okay with that? Is that okay? Um, isolation, isolation and fear and confusion are the currency of control. Okay. And this goes for both the parental side and for the youth side. We, and, and look, we've seen this play out. We've seen it play out in politics. We've seen it play out in society. Isolation, fear, these things are, are what are used as tactics for control. And when we step back, when we, when we hide, when we're, or maybe you're, we're too tired, we allow room for the enemy to cause confusion. Quiet time is one thing, but don't allow your youth to isolate. Isolation is the breeding ground for confusion. Look, there are, there are too many opinions on social media. And worse than that, there are too many confused people giving their confused and poorly thought out opinions. Okay? But because they sound smart or because they quoted someone who sounded smart, they get some clout. So don't allow social media and YouTube and whatever else is out there, TikTok and, you know, whatever new thing comes along to raise your child. You speak to them. My second point. Win them over again and again. Okay? And that might seem unfair, but things that won your son or daughter's heart when they were four years old, forgive me, but they're probably not going to work as well when they're 12, 14, 16, 18. I know, I know it's tiring, but it's important, okay? I want to have, I want to have, like, a really good working relationship with my son when he's 25 years old. I want Grayson to want to be around me when he's an adult. I want him to want to hear from me. But I can't. I, when, he, when he's 25 years old, I can't talk to him like he's six years old now. He's growing. He's maturing. He's changing. And so I have to, keep, I have to continually be reassessing my relationship with him. I was listening to um, a leadership podcast by Craig, Gro- Craig Groeschel, however you say his name. Um, and... Um, and, and he was talking about how they, their staff, they constantly are evaluating the way that they lead their church and plant new ones. And he talked about 
you know, during the COVID lockdowns and stuff like that, how that was difficult and how they had to, um, they had to reevaluate. And then when coming out of those things, they had to reevaluate again. And people who are hurting, they had to reevaluate again. And like, it, it's just a constant changing, constant reevaluation. Look, people who have businesses do the same thing, right? Constantly reevaluating your business because you want to push you forward. You want to grow. But for some reason, we forget about that with our relationships. We've got to continue doing that. I don't know how much time I have. Oh, I have, I have one minute left. Okay, I got to hurry up. <laughs> Woo, okay. All right, so... We need to do that with our kids. Proverbs, 11, Proverbs chapter 11, 30 says this, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life and he who wins souls is wise. Another translation says, captures souls. And not like, you know, like, ha ha, I've got you now. No, that's not what it's talking about. It's like, it, it's, you, you capture their heart. Okay, you capture them. You, 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 you win them over. And you have to constant, you have to do that again and again and again because there's constant changing. All right, so back to you guys, right? And this is for everybody, really. The last point is be a bridge, okay? It doesn't just have to be up to parents and adults to figure this out, though, okay? Um, to figure out how to bridge and to connect to you. It would be nice, right, that you did... It would be nice if you didn't have to do anything. And, and, and just everybody would work really hard to connect to you. But it, you have responsibility too. Honor your parents. Don't make your parents guess what happened in your day. You know? Speak. Say words. Say, I love you. And not just like while you're walking out the door, like, I love you, mom. Right? That's cool, too. We like that. Dad's like that, too, by the way. <laughs> but, I mean, but like sit next to your mom and say, hey, I, I, I love you. For real. It might shock them. <laughs> but in, in a good way. Volunteer to help out. First Timothy 4 says this, and I, I'm, I'm done, I promise, I'm done. 47 seconds over, I'm sorry. First Timothy 4 says this, don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Don't think less of you. Don't, don't, don't say, well, I'm just too young to bridge the gap. That's not a good excuse. You have the same authority given to you by Jesus. And they hear this all the time, by the way. But <laughs> by Jesus that your parents have. And you can walk in that authority. Yes, do this, be the bridge for the rest of the world. Be the bridge for your friends and your peers and stuff like that. Do that. But don't forget about your home, too. Don't forget about your family. Okay? It needs to start at home. Don't, don't wait for someone else to initiate. You initiate. And I'm talking to the parents, too, by the way. You know, like, it's, this is for everybody. 
You initiate. Don't wait for that to happen. You love unconditionally. You speak boldly and kindly. You set aside your pride. And you be the voice of faith. All right. Super excited for you guys to hear from David Wyatt. <laughs> oh, wow. Josh, you blessed me, and I did not expect that. I need to expect better things. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you, Pastor Leanne and Pastor Jurgen, for allowing us this platform. And you know what? Thank you to Pastor Lisa and Pastor Michael for daringly trusting us up here to, uh, to speak to you guys. You guys are a blessing and an honor. It's an honor to see people walk out their faith and not just tell or instruct, right? Just to do, to live life alongside of you. So thank you so much. Much honor and appreciation for you guys. Oh my goodness, yes. All right, and I absolutely want to say thank you to my wife, my beautiful wife, because you know what? I'm not here, right? I'm not here functioning the way God wants me to function without her. And I just thank God every day, and I'm reminded, you know, every time you prepare and you humble yourself coming up here, just how amazing and how much of a rock she is in my life, not just for the kids, but just for me. So thank you, babe. I love you. I love you. All right. Oh, my goodness. So I'm, I'm thinking about Netflix and how many times I had to, you know, return the DVD that was scratched now, right? And I had to wait another four days, right? Because I only got the basic subscription. I didn't get premium, so shipping, right? <laughs> oh, man, yeah. All right. Well, you know what? It, this, is, this is amazing. You know, like a lot of this stuff, a lot of this wisdom that like Josh was talking about right here, you know, I kind of missed that in my life. So, I mean, the Holy Spirit is great. He's, you know, you, you landed me so well. So thank you, sir. So the, the, what I want to talk about right now is trusting God for a restoration, right? And I want to share a little bit just kind of about like how just how awesome God works, right? So um, I'm going to start off, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about my dad and, you know, my high school relationship with my parents, right? So um, I'm the oldest of eight kids. And my dad, uh, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and she homeschooled all of us. And what was amazing is that my dad, you know, I didn't see it then, but my dad, he worked like overtime. Like his regular days were 12 hours. His like overtime Overtime days were 14, 15, 16 hours um, a day. And this went Monday through Saturday. Sometimes he would pull an eight-hour easy shift on a Sunday. So, you know, through all that growing up, I hit high school. And, and you know, like a lot of these things that I heard, I'm like, oh, yeah, I hear this in church. And I hear this in Sunday school. And it, I didn't really, I, I, it missed me. I, I just didn't get it, right? And, and one of these, one of these you know, I had one of those culminating events where, you know, I was like, all right, God, you know, my dad doesn't understand me. You know, I just, you know, we're always fighting. Like, he's always busy. Why does he always hang out with other kids? Why does he, why does he always, you know, he's always talking to little ones over here, but I'm over here. Like, you know, this is my first soccer game or, you know, I just did my first speech and debate or something like that. So I kind of, you know, as a kid, like we never really talked about it. I didn't really have that specific understanding of like what was happening, what the burdens are like as a parent who is trying to do better than their parents, right? Trying to break the cycle. I did not see or connect with the work that they were doing so that I could build something on an already smooth foundation, that the rocks were already gone, they already planted the seeds, they did automated irrigation, right? So all I have to sit back and just enjoy. 
I didn't get that. So I had one of those, one of those instances where I'm 17 years old and I'm blessed because I have all the answers. I know how my parents should do things. I know how my siblings should do things for me, right? So one of the, one of the you know, I had a night where my dad was like, oh yeah, you can't do that. And I said, oh yes, I can. And it, next thing you know, I'm grabbing all of my stuff and I'm like, you know what, dad? Everything you say to me, you know, I don't believe it. I don't feel it. I don't trust it. I feel like you're just here to tell me things and you don't really care. So I had one of those, one of those moments and that quickly led me to all my things in my car. I was couch surfing professionally for the next, you know, two years. And I had all these amazing extended urban car camping trips, right? <laughs> like everywhere, right? Because I knew the way and I was going to show them, right? So I want to share with you um, Proverbs 18, uh, Proverbs 18:21. Now I've known this all my life, but it's been here, and it hasn't been here. So all the things that I was saying through through my you know relationship with my dad that was trans you know is like just transferring into the relationship with the rest of my siblings and the rest of my family. As I kept saying, well, it's not me. Like I'm fine. I got this. So Proverbs 18 says, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences, all right? I love to talk. And I love to talk a lot about my dad. And what I didn't understand at that time is everything that I agreed with, all of those agreements that I was making, all of the things that I was saying about this is how it is, this is how they are, this is where we're going, this is what we're doing, um, I was making agreements that were literally coming to pass so much that I almost thought I was, you know, I could see the future. <laughs> um, I, had a, I, had a, I had a group of mixed friends. I had, I had people that I didn't want the church to know were my friends, and then I had my church friends so that the people at church wouldn't go looking for my other friends. So, <laughs> so, so I, I, had, I had my, you know, my worldly friends out here that are saying, oh yeah, you know, forget your dad, he sucks. Like, you know, who know, he owes you. Just wait for him to come back to you. He owes you so much. Like, he's your dad. He should be doing all this stuff, you know. And I got this, I kind of got this, you know, this arrogance that kind of built up with me. And again, I made an agreement with it. I made an agreement with it. And as a high schooler, um, as a teen, like, I didn't have somebody at church that was connecting with me, that would text me, hey man, we're gonna have a breakfast on Saturday. You know, you wanna come over and just hang out? Or, hey look, we've got a summer camp coming up. Hey look, um, I, I didn't even have a cell phone back then. I was still doing like chain mail. Like, oh my goodness. Like, yeah, it's hard to think that that's illegal now. But, uh, but I, I, didn't, I didn't have all of these connection pieces like I had today, and, and so, my Christian friends, I would go to church with them, and, and I would kind of start going to church where I'm like, well, I'm kind of going because I, I kind of, it's, it's a habit for me, but I'm not really grabbing anything out of it. I'm not really doing something here. So I asked my Christian friends, I'm like, hey, what do I do? If I pray and, and, and I ask God, hey, uh, I need to fix my dad. Like, they were like, no, 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 no. Like, look, you're going to get this over. This is just a point in time. It'll blow over. Relax. Don't say anything, right? But what was, what was interesting is I had already decided in my heart, I already made those agreements, and I already picked the people in my lives that I wanted around me, right, at such an early age. I had, 
I didn't have somebody to come in and, and, and say, hey, Dave, how are you doing? Because I, I, I left at the point where I'm supposed to be moving into, hey, I'm coming from a high schooler. I'm going into a young adult. And I've already been like, I've been too young to be with the old crowd. And I was too old to be with the young crowd. So it was only me when there was really like 40 other kids, right? So I was kind of like stuck in that middle. So I, I said, you know what? I'm good at finding the cracks. I'm going to do it. So I'm going to make these agreements. It's going to be fine. It's going to work out, right? No, wrong. So I want to share with you now Ephesians 6, 2 and 3, right? So this verse is such a blessing to me. It says, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on earth. Okay? I knew what a promise was from my earthly father. I, and I related that to, I tried to, uh, to take that and say, this is, oh, you know what? If God promises me this and I didn't get it, it didn't answer my prayer. Um, okay, so what are the promises? Like, I, I don't I understand how this works. So going through all of that, you know, like if you, you know, I guess for me, I'm looking at this in hindsight, right? And now I find Awake in Church, right? So now we fast forward, you know, about 20 years here and uh, I find Awake in Church and I'm like, you know what? This is it. I found my home. This is amazing. And so I'm like, you know what? What, what is up with this honor thing they're always talking about? Like what, what is honor? What is this? Like, I have never had a stage where I had to practice honor. I never had a stage where I, I was always told, hey, look, he's in charge. You do what you're going to do. So I didn't have this honor moment. So what was amazing is coming here, I said, you know what, Lord, I've been praying for my family, but you know what, I'm going to try this honor thing out. So I start praying, and I said, you know what, I love my dad. I love my parents. You know, they... I, I have my kids right now, and I'm starting to see some of the things where, yes, I was wrong when I was judging my parents as a high schooler with little kids. I was wrong. But what was interesting is that, like, I didn't just hear honor once. I didn't just hear this. I heard it almost every Sunday. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that because that honor, this unlocks that promise, that very first promise that we're going to get. So, so for me, I didn't really understand this until emerge. And then emerge happened. So I started praying for about three years to reconcile my relationship with my dad, wow. right? So one of these big things that, that we encounter in this world is that the world is always projecting. Whether we want to realize it or not, they are always projecting. And usually what they're doing is they're projecting a pain that they haven't dealt with with a solution that didn't work for them, but they're hoping that it works for you because they're looking for hope, okay? So all the world does is say, we have good thinking, we want you to be well, but they're passing on pain. They're amplifying pain. They're amplifying dysfunction. They're amplifying failure. They're amplifying abandonment, right? So at this point before, you know, and if I back up a second, like I took off at 17 years old, you know, I'm, I'm sleeping around on, from couch to couch in my car, and I finally say, you know what, we'll really get them because all my ideas aren't working right now. I'm going to join the Marine Corps. I'm going to leave, and I don't have to do anything. Well, let me tell you, like, you can't run from this stuff. 
You cannot run from this stuff because no matter how many self-help books you have, no, ma no matter who you start putting around inside you, it's still you who's doing this. It's still you relying on you. You're broken, you're hurting, you're in pain. And the first thing you come up to is more people who are broken, who are hurting, and who have pain, right? So what I, you know, what I just still am so, so grateful for this house about, what is just so amazing is that it doesn't matter where we are or where we left off. It didn't matter if we, you know, if we never experienced as kids, you know, what Awakened Church is. And if you're in Awakened Church right now, look, we have a mission. We have a mission to deliver this to you. We have the tools, we have the resources, we have the heart, right? To come in and start pouring into you guys, to start transferring. Because like Josh was saying, we absolutely know. We absolutely know how fast, we're living at how fast culture changes, how fast a message goes on TikTok, how fast you see some silly video coming around you, right? But we also know how fast that pain gets projected. We also know how fast these agreements creep in, right? With the people that we put around us. And what I would like to ask you guys is who are you listening to? Who are we listening to? I'm a product and a testimony of listening to myself, of listening to the world, of listening to everything else that justified where I was at. It felt good there for a moment, but it gets deeper. It gets deeper. We don't have to do that here. Who are you listening to? I guarantee you, you guys, your parents, it doesn't matter what they see, it doesn't matter what you feel, your parents have this idea, I got this, I had this goal, I had this budget, I'm making this cut, I'm gonna go here, I'm gonna put you in this school. They have an idea because they are making it better for you. They are trying to equip you for what you're going to see in the world, this constant pressure. So I'll tell you this, honor. Remember this, put on your heart, honor. Because the second I said, you know what? I'm gonna bless my dad. I'm gonna bless my relationship so much that the devil's gonna get so mad at throwing away blessings that he's just gonna let it go. And I did it for three years. So this last year, what was so amazing is, is here I am, I have all of these things in the back of my head. You know, I've already done the release to God. I said, yes, Lord, take this. It's all you. I can't do this anymore. But you know what? I still had my dad. I still had to confront this, right? I still had to see it face to face and I had to break off the things that I said. So my dad, after all these years of praying, my dad flies in for a merge and I didn't think that was gonna happen. There were so many obstacles in the way to stop that from happening. And you know what? He came. He came and that was a miracle in itself. But even more is, is the blessings of the Lord. I mean, they have no remorse. They keep giving. It's not just for you. A blessing isn't just for you. Honor right there allowed my dad to be blessed to come see me. I was blessed to see my dad. But then my brother came. My mom came. My family heard about it. They said, I'm coming to Cherish. I'm buying Cherish tickets for my sisters and for my mom. My, uh, my dad starts bringing, my dad starts buying Emerge tickets for, for my brother who's, who's just left the church. Something that normally we would say, you know what, let him go. My dad and Faith did this. And let me tell you something where Honor started here. Where Honor started here is I got to share my testimony with my dad. Never done that. My dad doesn't know much of the things about me. He doesn't know in the gap. I had a 10-year period where there was nothing. There was nothing. I got to share my testimony with my dad. I got to forgive him of any guilt and shame that he felt towards me, okay? I took responsibility for my actions. I asked him for forgiveness. We had to worship the first time as an adult. 
I got to worship with my dad, knowing the words, believing the words, right? I got to listen to my dad and get my revelation, get my breakthrough from hearing it from my dad, who I couldn't get for 20 years because I didn't honor him, because I wrote him off. It was there for 20 years. I got to watch my dad get delivered. My dad break off chains. And then my brother comes out and he starts breaking off chains. And then we start declaring and breaking off changes for everyone else, for our siblings, right? So, so high school, you guys are chain breakers. Whether you know it or not, your family is pulling out what God has put into you. You have life, you have eternal life with him because it takes an eternity to put what God put inside you. It takes an eternity for him to bring it out. So your family, your parents right now are pulling it out of you. They know you, they've watched you, they've seen the signs, they've heard from God, God has spoken to them. And they want you to have this release. They don't want you to wait 20 years. They don't want you to wait for anything else. They want to bring you into a place where you immediately experience. It's all you know. It's all you know. So after seeing all this radical change here, you know, I just, I am so just overwhelmed. And, but trust them. Trust them first with promise, right? The first thing with promise, honor your parents, right? Are you trusting God with the big mountains in your life? The job you need, the raise you need, the home you want to buy, the marriage that you want, okay? The reconciliation between family and friends, or maybe it's the grades you need. Maybe it, I mean, that's a big deal. Maybe it's anxiety. Maybe it's depression. All of these things right here are in the way between having that abundant life. God doesn't say you're gonna have a normal life. God doesn't say, you know what, you're gonna have an average life just like everybody else. No, God says you're gonna have an abundant life. Everything that he gives to you right now with this promise, when you start with honor, it begins that multiplication process, right? These are the tools that you are going to need and use when you have kids, when you pass it down, because you are the next greatest generation. You guys are the torch that's being passed. You guys are going to walk into a world where you bring freedom everywhere you go. We don't wait until a kid comes into school because his mom said, we go to school and we find the kids and we bring them to church, right? That's what we do. This is the mantle that we work and set up for you, but this is you guys. You guys are the marathon runners. You're the sprinters. You're the fighters. You guys are in there connecting with other people. Everything that you see your parents doing, they've already seen in you, and they're empowering you. So he can do it, but you just got to let him and trust in this one thing. Try this. Honor your parents. Honor your parents. So... God is good. What I would like to do right now is I would like to talk about that first step, okay? That first step is, do you know what that promise is? Have you met your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Have we done that first step? And what I would like to do is I would like to make space for the beginning of your restoration if you haven't. So if there's anybody here that hasn't accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, as their restorer, I would love to see your hands and I would love to pray with you. 
Thank you, sir. I see your hand. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. Mm. Is there anybody else? Anybody else who wants to begin this process? I mean, I'll tell you over and over again that there's not one time that he's ever let me down. So if you want this, let's bring him in. Let's invite him into our hearts. Let's begin this process. And, and now I want to talk to folks here like maybe you've lost your way. Maybe you've stepped away. Maybe you've stopped for a moment. You're not connected with your father right now. Well, I want to invite you to reconnect with your father, to pick up that restoration process, to pick up that promise that he has for you. If you're in high school and it's a difficult time for your, for your, with your relationship with your parents, let's get back on this restoration train. Come on. It is so wonderful to experience this freedom. Is there anybody here, I would love to pray for you as well, if you want to come back, if you want to make the next steps to rededicating yourself. Thank you, sir. God bless you. So proud of you. Come on. Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else? I would love to just pray with you. All right. Well, let's go ahead and stand, and I'm going to pray over you guys. Father God, I thank you right now. I thank you right now for those that are coming, for those that are coming to you, for those that are opening the door and accepting you into their heart. Father, you said that those who believe in you shall be saved. So, Father, I thank you right now for these individuals for the first time that, that say, Lord, I want you in my life. You are the Lord of my life. I believe that you are my Savior, that God is my Father, and that heaven is my home. Father, I thank you for those that have just prayed this prayer because you are the God of restoration. I thank you for the process that you are beginning to heal us to bring us into the fullness of who you made us to be. And Father God, for those right now that have stepped away, that are walking back in, Lord, we bless them right now. We just thank you so much for allowing us to take part in the beginning and the completion of the testimony for every one of us here. There is no shame, there is no guilt, there is no condemnation from walking back, from taking a step out. We're calling you back right now. The Lord wants to touch you. He wants to heal your brokenness. He wants to restore you. He wants to bring you into life more abundantly because our testimony is what our children live out of. So Father, we thank you because you are beginning this process and you are picking up where we let you go. So Father, I thank you right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again 
God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.